part just to back up. Uh, nah, this ain't what you used to. We ain't tripping on nobody, we just moved through. You couldn't keep up, cause my step's too long. It's time to wake them up, they have slept too long. Zip. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing. <laughs> TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here. We're here. We're here. Drinking gear. We're here. Drinking gear. We're here. Drinking beer. Talking about the Kings. What's be up, sure Kings fans? So you Welcome back to Royal Ring. Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. The Memphis Grizzlies lose to the Sacramento Kings tonight, 133-110. Light the MFing beam, Calvin. Welcome in. How are you feeling, bud? I'm pumped up. Oh, man. I think everybody's pumped up after that one. Yeah. Light the beam. Light the beam. Cheers. Why not? Cheers. Cheers. Shout out if you guys know what we're drinking tonight. Hmm. Shout out to all my guys here in the chat. Lydia is here. Welcome in, Lydia. PK, Joe, Ninja, my guy, Bouncer, Jeff, the lefty. Brian is here. Tito, JV, Dirt and Russ, Charles. We got multiple Charles. We got a Charlie, too. Parallax is here. Alfie, man, I love my life. Wow, PK, I think I said you already. Brian, uh, multiple Brians. Wow, welcome in. Uh, Sass, Digital Henry, David, welcome in. And everybody else, Joey, that I didn't say hi to, welcome in. Hopefully you guys are loving the new studio and, and the new design here. We got a, a lot of exciting things for you, but the most exciting thing today, Calvin, is the Kings win. Not only did they win, win, they beat the brakes off of this Memphis Grizzlies team, and boy, was it good. Oh, Calvin, I was a little worried. Yeah, you got the so hair down, you got to put the chain the on. the chain wasn't on. I was a little worried, Calvin, straight up, you know, because first off, we have YouTube TV here. We tried to watch the game. It was a it was a dog show, Calvin. It was. It was a dog show. Not a bad dog show, but it was a dog show. So I was a little concerned. I was trying to fumble around with my phone, see if I could listen to the game on the radio or something like that. And then all of a sudden, it popped back up on YouTube TV. We missed the first quarter. Uh, but, dude, amazing game. Are you letting the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all you guys, and hopefully you guys are filling out that poll of who is your king of the game. But, Calvin, i got to pass it off to you, man. Give me your first thoughts on the game tonight. Well, God, this this game felt eerily similar in so many ways to Saturday's game against Philadelphia, right? You found out right before the game they're going to be missing two of their starters, arguably their best player, uh, and one of their top you know, four or five players, a guy that killed Sacramento. Yeah. Last time they played him, 13 offensive rebounds for Steven Adams. So, it, you know, I tweeted before the game, they better take care of business and not let him hang around like Philadelphia. First quarter, which we unfortunately didn't get to see, they come out like gangbusters, 47 points, wow. 12 threes. Yeah. Let me say that again. 12 threes in the first quarter. One of the greatest quarters in Sacramento Kings history, period. Yeah. 
and then crazy allow him back into the game, but we're able to finish him off this time. Finish him off big. In a yeah, big shout way. out to Keegan Murray's defense. I see Tito here in the chat. Amazing performance by him. Dude, a lot of kinks, right? I, I love what I saw from Keegan Murray. Trey Lyles was absolutely huge tonight. Sabonis almost with the quadruple double with turnovers. Almost a triple double for Malik Monk tonight. De'Aaron Fox, you know, played decent. You know, this was a great game. Great game. Double-double for De'Aaron Fox. Um, but, hey, let's go ahead and jump here into the box score. And and just real quick, guys, while we're kind of going over this, as you can see, we do have a new setup. Uh, so, you know, any feedback you guys have, feel free to drop it in the chat. Uh, we might not see everything right now, but we're definitely going to look over uh, everything at the end of the stream. So we will not miss you guys. Don't worry about that. Uh, but no more box score on the screen uh, other than down below, right? Right here. You can see it. Box score there. Uh, but, Calvin, uh, Kings win tonight 133-110. DeMontis Sabonis in 30 minutes of action. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and 8 turnovers. He was also in foul trouble in the first half of this game, but did not pick up a personal foul in the second half. Didn't play a lot, especially there in the fourth quarter as the Kings started to go on a huge, huge run. Harrison Barnes, 20 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists in a steal. 20 points for Keegan Murray, 9 rebounds for him, 17 points, uh, 10 assists, and 4 rebounds for Deer and Fox. And uh, five points for Kevin Herter, the only starter that didn't have an exceptionally good game, but I'm sure he's happy uh, for the victory tonight. Trey Lyles, 24 points, six rebounds, two steals, three blocks for him tonight, and 13 points, uh, nine rebounds, and eight assists, assists, tying his career high for Malik Monk. So a lot of huge Huge performances uh, for your Sacramento Kings tonight. But the most important thing of all is the Kings get the victory. Now, Calvin, you mentioned no John Morant tonight, no uh, Steven Adams tonight, two big pieces for the Memphis Grizzlies. And when I'm talking Steven Adams, I'm talking about a big piece. You mentioned the rebounds from him, the offensive rebounds. He's been a Kings killer inside. We'll go over the team stats here in a little bit. Or I'll, I'll have you go over the team stats. Uh, but the Kings absolutely destroyed the Grizzlies on the glass in this game. And it helps when you're just making a ton of shots, like over and over, uh, and the Grizzlies just can't quite match your firepower. Yeah, absolutely. I, this was a complete game from the Kings, right? I mean, you said Kevin Herter, really the only starter uh, that didn't put up big numbers or shoot very well. Uh, but they got a lot of bench production in this one. Trey Lyles, of course, was huge. Malik Monk near a triple-double. Um, the nine rebounds from him is it really an astonishing number for me. Uh, I know they didn't have Steven Adams, but it's not like the rest of the Grizzlies are bums when it comes to rebounding either. So <laughs> um, they, were, they played very, very well as a team tonight. Got a little bit close or too close to uh, closer – than they would have liked it to be in yep. that third quarter going into the start of the fourth. But they, they made stop after stop, contested shot after contested shot at the rim, uh, which is something that we're not used to seeing from this team. We're able to get a, enough boards. It, it blows my mind. We'll talk about the team stats here, but the Kings turned the ball over 25 times in this game and won by 33 points. Wow. That's incredible. It, it just goes to show... Uh, you know, how well in all other areas of the game that they played. And, and they wild. really closed this game out big time. Yeah, that's wild. <clears throat> 25 turnovers. That, that's that got to be like a season high. 
Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, they also had 37 assists, which is yep. a great number to have. But to to turn the ball over 25 times and win by more than 30 points, it, that's yep. almost impossible to do. Yeah, and, you know, I was a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. I was a little concerned, uh, you know, earlier on in this game, right, the amazing first quarter for the Sacramento Kings. Then, you know, not so amazing second quarter. I remember looking at you at halftime, and I'm like, the Kings are shooting light out, lights out from three-point range. The Grizzlies are missing John Morant and Steven Adams, and we're only up six points right now. I'm a little bit worried. Yeah, but and just like Philadelphia, buzzer beater to end the yep. second quarter yep. for the opposing team, close the gap a little bit. It, it had all the makings of another collapse here, but give the Kings a lot of credit. They fought through and, and did more than fight through. They, they blew them away. In the end, yeah, sixteen to zero run in the fourth quarter, uh, which I, I stopped. Think it got track. as high as twenty three to two. Yeah, I stopped keeping point. track at that point. It just kept going, kept going more and more and more, just absolutely blowing them out. But hey, let's uh, let's take a look here in one of the polls we're running. Uh, who is your king of the game? Uh, the fans have said it's Trey Lyles. Calvin, do you agree? I think that's definitely fair. Uh, I mean, he had arguably his best performance of the season this year. He was really big for them in areas that they don't normally get a lot of contributions, three blocks, interior defense, uh, rim protection, all of that stuff. I think they put up a stat. He and Harrison Barnes, it's the fourth time in Sacramento Kings history, two teammates made at least six threes in the same game. Wow. He was everything, everywhere for them tonight. Deflections, steals, loose balls, breakaway dunks, wide open threes blocks it, there was nothing that he didn't do for them tonight yeah absolutely huge for the sacramento kings hey guys real quick everybody that's joining in everybody that's a kings fan please don't forget to smash up that like button go ahead and hit that subscribe button calvin and i are live after every single kings game win or lose good or bad we're here uh and we're drinking beers hanging out so please please don't forget to smash up that like button and hit that subscribe button you can also also hit that notification cowbell if you want to get notified every time we put out a new video um yeah trey Lyles was absolutely huge i got to get back here into the box score because dude it seemed like there was a moment in this game and it was late right in the third quarter fourth quarter where Trey Lyles was just everywhere. We're sitting next to each other on the couch. I'm like, there he is again, yep. Trey Lyles, yep. just poking the ball out, getting a rebound, you know, just filling the lane perfectly, hitting threes, timely threes in this game. Dude, I've been talking praise for Trey Lyles for a couple months now. He proved me right again, Calvin. I'm not right very often, but it feels good tonight, <laughs> dude. Trey Lyles absolutely killed it. I agree with you guys. He is my king of the game. You giving him the chain as well? I'm absolutely giving him the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Give it, give the ball to him. Game ball, chain, <laughs> whatever. More motivation. More motivation for him. Uh, what did you think about Harrison Barnes tonight? 30 minutes of action, 20 points, six of nine from three point range. I believe five of those threes it was were in five the of first six half. in the first quarter. Or, sorry, first quarter. You're right. Um, and then he didn't shoot another shot until basically the fourth quarter of this game. It was a, th a three. It was clutch. He made it. Uh, but the Kings just went on this huge, huge run. Harrison Barnes is, has been having a heck of a January. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but the dude's averaging like over 20 a game. He's shooting incredibly well. He's playing great defense. Uh, he's the only King that started every single game this season has not missed a game. Uh, so shout out to Harrison Barnes, Mr. Consistency. 
he's playing extremely, extremely well. Calvin, I know, you know, what was it? A couple games ago, you were talking about how the normal HB that we're used to starts out the season extremely hot, then he cools off. This year is much different. HB started off this season extremely cold, and we were all worried, like, oh, old man Barnes is getting <laughs> he's getting up there. What are we going to do? Everyone's screaming, trade Harrison Barnes. I'm not going to lie, dude. I was one of those guys where I was like, oh, maybe we should. He's last year of his contract. Is he going to resign? You know, like, maybe we should try and trade him. Dude, I'm not trading Harrison Barnes at this point, Calvin. I'm a flip-flopper sometimes, dude. I flip, <laughs> and then I flop. And I, I flipped, and now I'm flopping back, dude. HB should stay with the Sacramento Kings. I hope they can re-sign him in the offseason. He's been absolutely huge, huge for this Kings team. And you notice, every time HB plays well, Kings win. He's been dynamite. Uh, just absolutely like a mini Steven Adams. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I assume that's a compliment. Steven Adams is a good-looking guy, right? Charming guy. He's got some big um, eye bones <coughs> or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He's a very strong guy, though. He is strong. As we saw, as Shannon Sharp got to experience up close (laughs) the other night. No Shannon in the building. The Kings should have offered Shannon courtside seats for this game. (laughs) I I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I would have loved to have seen him in attendance for this one. No jaw, though. It probably wouldn't have been as fun. Look at Brian over here. Oh, okay. Nice. Sixers GM. Is that still Elton Brand? He's president of basketball operations still, right? Elton Brand? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the guy. <laughs> he's the fake guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, the fake guy. guy. Just brought it. But hey, no, but I to mean, bring it back to Harrison Barnes, um yeah, yeah, he's he's been really, really good for them. And I, I've said this before, I think that one of the big differences between this year and last year is they just have more horses in the stable on this team this year. They're not asking him he's been really good. Yep. But they don't need him to come out, it's not the Luke Walton. We want him to shoot six <laughs> to eight threes a game. Yeah. If he starts, if he's stroking, if, if it. he's stroking it early, yep. then let it fly. Why not, but Calvin? Why not? But they have all these other guys in an equal opportunity offense that makes it really hard to guard this team. Um, so he gets a lot of good looks anyway. And I think that he's not having to maybe exert himself quite as much as he did last year. So you're, you're seeing him play much better overall. Yeah, Jeff's got a good point here. He said Mike Bibby was in the house tonight. You think that had any uh, effect on the Sacramento Kings? Maybe some motivation? Seems like we're more and more guys are pouring out of the woodwork. You know, I saw Scott oh, Pollard yeah. earlier in the season when we were losing basketball games. Now we're winning games. See, we got 50 cent courtside. Uh, we got uh, everybody's coming back. Everybody. We saw Vlade yep. a, a couple games ago sitting in the stands. Uh, what was that? Kings Lakers sitting in the stands. Yep. Kings win. Brad Miller's been at a bunch of Brad games. Brad Miller. Shout out to Brad Miller. Also one of my favorites. Um, but Mike Bibby in the house, dude. Definitely huge for the Kings. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge for the Kings. There there was definitely a, a buzz about this game, right? Even yep. after finding out that John Stephen Adams <laughs> aren't going to play, uh, this was a highly anticipated game. And, and Golden 1 Center, it sounded like it was jumping right from the get-go. Yeah. The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Fox is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They are the playoff bound, yeah. There you go. They're playoff bound. They are the playoff bound. Uh, Dennis says, Mike Bibby was a jerk to my buddy at a restaurant who was waiting on him. That's quite unfortunate, Dennis. 
Um, you know, Calvin and I have both been servers. We've both been bartenders. Uh, and we've dealt with a lot of shitty people at times. Uh, any advice, Calvin, for Dennis's friend? Uh, just like a good athlete, you got to have a short-term memory span. <laughs> you have to be able to put that behind you pretty quickly. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Guys, everyday people, not not just Mike Bibby and celebrities, can be pretty rough sometimes to deal with. I'm going to say Roy Rage. Different story for another time. Very possible, yeah. Oh, Ruth Chris. Man, that's cool, Dennis. I, I had a couple <coughs> friends that worked at Ruth Chris here, here in Maui, so that was nice. Yeah, balancer, I'm lighting the beam. Dude, I'm installing a laser beam on the ceiling of the studio here. We need to get a camera so you guys can see it. If anybody's in Maui right now, just look up. You will see a purple laser beam. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have that camera up, so we can't see it at this moment. Um, but Sabonis... Obviously, huge tonight. Harrison Barnes, huge. Oh, we didn't even really talk about Sabonis much. We, we just went right to Trey Lyles, huh? Well, naturally. Yeah. I mean, anything else <laughs> you want to you mention about Lyles, Sabonis, Barnes? Or should we move on to Keegan? Well, Sass brought Keegan. up a good point. No free throws attempted for Sabonis in this game. Yeah. Teams have really been giving him the Shaq treatment lately. It's clear that they're trying to be extra physical with him throw him off his game right from the beginning a little bit. He still ends up with the same stat line every night, basically. Uh, but it seems a little bit harder for him to get there now. The turnovers have jumped up a lot over the past couple of games. Uh, some of those are not his fault necessarily. Gotham. But, man, um, it, it's going to be a tough road for him down the, the final stretch of the season, I think, because I do think – this is how teams are going to play him from here on out. That they they're trying to to be physical with him and get him off of his game early, get him frustrated. Definitely turnovers after that, offensive fouls, charges, all that stuff. Um, you, you can say what you want about the officiating; they they weren't really giving free throws out to anybody in this game, let alone Sabonis. Twenty four total so, free throws yeah. in this game. But <clears throat> I think it shows how resilient a player Demontis Sabonis is. How resilient this team is also. I mean, we talk all the time about how their defense isn't that great. They allow teams to get back in games. They maybe lose to teams sometimes that they shouldn't in, in certain situations when guys aren't playing. Um, but one thing you have to say about this team is that they will continue to fight through the whole way. I mean, yep. how, how many games have the Kings been blown out this year? Three? I can't really think of that many off Three, the top maybe? of my head. One of them was by this Grizzlies team early yeah. in the season. Yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, it's, I think, a, res a result of a lot of things. C Coach Mike Brown has been really good for this group. Uh, they finally have some confidence instilled in them. Um, and DeMontis Sabonis is, you know, that, that leader for them right off the yeah, bat. He's, so he's always about the team, no matter what's going on around him, no matter how well he's playing. He's always lifting other guys up, talking to them throughout the course of the game. It, it's just a different culture that we've been talking about yep. needed to change within this organization for a long time. Definitely. Uh, yeah, shout out to Asha. Thank you. Thank you for liking the new setup. Calvin, um, can I get some cowbell? Oh, heck yeah, man. There you go. Hopefully that's nice and loud for you guys. Super loud. Super loud. Super loud. Uh, can you guys read all the stats on the bottom of the screen? I want to know uh, what it looks like. Like, I, I just added everything, the scrolling text. Uh, I want you guys to be able to see everything, right? And, and my goal is that, 
you know, people come in at the show at different times. Some people start at the beginning. Shout out to all those people. Uh, some people come in halfway through when we've already gone through the box score. So my goal is to, you know, have the stats on the screen almost the entire stream. Uh, so depending on, you know, where you are uh, in the stream, you can at least figure out what your favorite player did, what people had. So uh, is it legible? I, I want to know from you guys. Uh, I, I definitely want to know what your thoughts are. And like I said, if you guys have any uh, constructive criticism uh feel free uh to uh leave it in the comments or the chat we're, we're definitely definitely cool brian likes it yes awesome christian you guys are great thank you thank you so much uh jeff it's hard to see uh jeff what are you on a phone i'm, I'm guessing jeff's on a phone maybe a nokia nokia phone um okay calvin dude there's so much to talk about i'm pumped dude i'm still like a little kind of just like ooh, buzzed Buzz, like not alcohol buzz, but like excited buzz, yeah. dude. Like my team, oh, yeah. which has been you're, shit you're lit for half my life. Yeah, With the beam. They've been shit, Calvin, for half my life, and uh, yeah, we're about to cut your hair off. I, I'm stoked. I am absolutely stoked. Uh, to those of you that do not know or, or have not been here the whole time, if the Kings are fifth seed or better. Calvin's uh he's losing the wig, dude. It's coming off. So if you guys have any haircut ideas, you can drop that in the chat. We're gonna be doing some polls. Personally, I'm a big fan of the bowl cut. I'm gonna get a nice bowl all the way around. Uh, but we could do mullets, mohawks, all, all that fun stuff. We're gonna let you guys vote uh, when the time comes, and, and that's the haircut we're gonna do. And Calvin, I, I'm not a great at doing haircuts. Reverse mohawk. There you go. I'm not great at haircuts. I mean, what we used to cut our hair back in college and stuff like that. But hey, yeah, but it was a buzz cut. Maybe that'll make it even better, dude. A little, little, uh, maybe you know, shakiness maybe. with the scissors. All DJ, that don't you worry. It will be done on a live <laughs> video, live stream. It will definitely be live. We might even repost that, dude. Guaranteed. Repost that video. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about, oh, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Dennis. Dennis, thank you. Amish Bullcut, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you. Definitely going in the beer fund. If anybody else wants to throw into the beer fund, just hit that super chat button uh, or super sticker if you like those as well. But, Calvin, let's jump back in here. Keegan Murray, 34 minutes, 7 of 11 from the field, 5 of 7 from three-point range. Nine rebounds, dude. Nine rebounds. Keegan Murray has been a rebounding machine since he got yelled at by Mike Brown. Absolutely huge for him. Obviously, Steven Adams out helps him. But nine rebounds for him in this game. 20 points, a block, only one turnover, no assists. But five of seven, dude. I, I just got to, like, five of seven from three-point range. He's been shooting the ball incredibly well, Calvin. He's been playing good defense. Shout out to the block. And he's been rebounding well. Like, this rookie seems to be getting better every single game. He seems poised. He, he's not really making those rookie mistakes that we saw earlier on in the season. And it just seems like no moment is too big for him. Because a lot of these threes, I know tonight you're, like, up 33. But, like, in the past couple games, they've been close games. Keegan Murray's just splashing it from the corner, dude, with the game on the line. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, Calvin. And I got to give a shout-out to you because he was the guy you circled in the draft. You're like, this is the guy, Keegan Murray, right here. Here he is. Here he is. Yeah, I, he's been great. Um, Mike Brown's talked about it a lot. He's in a very different unique situation than a lot of the other rookies in this class playing for a winning team a team where he's a starter he's not allowed to make those 
consistent rookie mistakes throughout the course of a game. He will get pulled automatically. He's responded to every single one of those challenges. Um, yes. He has gotten better. But this is the guy that you, I think that if you're Mike Brown and Monty McNair, that you envisioned when you drafted him, right? He's a perfect stretch forward or wing for this team that has defensive potential can grow into a really good weak side help side defender is very smart um and he has that we've been critical maybe of him in the past for being too nonchalant but when it comes to those clutch key moments we saw it way back in the summer league yep when he hit that game winner yep that's who this guy is he doesn't shy away from those moments he's ready catch and shoot that's what he does best and that's given this team a huge, huge weapon. To add all the other things that he's building onto it yep. on top of that, the rebounding, uh, the help side defense, taking charges, all that stuff. He is developing pretty fast for a team that we talk about being ahead of schedule, a young team that is definitely winning a ton of games this year and surprising a lot of people. If they all, both continue to develop at the same rate, look out. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I think he he could be like the next Kawhi Leonard. Maybe not the lockdown defender as Kawhi, but a two-way player who does his job, does is not very vocal, um, just shows up every night, is a hard worker. Uh, I'm in love with Keegan Murray. Great, great player. Great, great player. I'm just happy to have him here on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Sass says, Keegan is our Desmond Bain. Dude, Sass is positive tonight, Calvin. Have you seen a couple of messages by Sass? Uh, I'm stoked, dude. Sass, I'm curious to know what you thought of Malik Monk's game. Sass, Sass. woke up on the right side of the bed today. Uh, but Keegan is our Desmond Bain. Now we just got to find our Jaron Jackson. You know, I too love bad me. they could have had the actual Jaron Jackson. You know, I love me some Jaron Jackson. Jr. Oh yeah, me too. Great player. Aside from the fact he went to Michigan State, three and D Not guy, so uh, he just fits the system perfectly. But you're right. I mean, that's what we're looking for. That's that's exactly what we're looking for, uh, and we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. So don't worry about that. Okay, next up, De'Aaron Fox. 33 minutes of action, 7 of 14 from the field, 1 of 3 from three-point range, 17 points, 10 assists. Calvin, I think this might be his first double-double of the season, maybe second double-double. Thanks. Of so. I think it's his second double-double of the season. Um, but, you know, Darren Fox, <clears throat> we saw the game that Sabonis missed. Darren was way more aggressive, looking to get his shot. This game, he's passing the ball more. Obviously, it helps when you're shooting incredibly well from three-point range. You're just dishing yeah. it to guys, and they're just splashing it down. The assists are a lot, a lot easier to come by. But, Calvin, what were your thoughts on De'Aaron Fox tonight? Uh, again, I thought he had a really, really good game. Uh, you know, not the 25 to 30 points um, that he's done, you know, many, many times in this, this season. Uh, or, or for the last couple of years, really, he's been that that scorer's mentality. I, I think the the underlining thing I've seen from him in the last two games, 19 assists total in the last yeah. two games. Huge. That's uh, like Tyrese Halliburton numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, And hey. he's played good defense hey. in the second half of both of these games as well. Uh, I think, you know, we again talk about how we need to see more from him or, or more consistency or just more effort for, you know, an entire game on that side of the floor. But he is, I think, picking it up 
in the, in that area. He has been this whole season. I think he definitely accepts the challenge that Mike Brown gives him being, you know, Davion Mitchell is a defensive specialist, but De'Aaron Fox has the potential to be one of the best two, two-way players in the game as the leader or a leader, one of the leaders of this team. Um, it, he's definitely more focused uh, in that area of the game, and, uh, and it's proving to work out for them as they build leads in the second half. Yeah, shout out to Kevin, Joey, and Steven Patrick for joining in. Uh, I saw Bench Matthew here in the chat, and we actually have him live here on the phone. He said, what about those five rebounds, though, Calvin? Since we had that little uh, nerd session between you guys talking about guards need to rebound better and all this, he's rebounding much, much better, and the Kings are winning more basketball games. I got him here on Twitter Spaces. You want to hear from Bench Matthew? Of course. Is it time? All right, let's pull him on up here. Bam. Matthew, what's up, dude? How are you, man? Hello, gentlemen. Hey, I am I am much better than I am after that game against the 76ers, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. Hey, but listen, though, I've got a huge gripe. I don't know how it was uh, for you guys out in Maui. Did you guys catch the first quarter? Were you guys watching on YouTube TV? Nope. I was watching a dog we were, show. We were trying to. We were letting the dogs I, out. Yeah. Listen, something we got to write something to to NBC. You know, we put the game on DVR. We had some friends over having some real life stuff. We we turned the game on, and I'm expecting to see Mike Bibby, and I've got Pringles the Chihuahua on the red carpet in front of a bunch of people. We get a tying an NBA record for three pointers in a quarter, our highest scoring first quarter of the season. And I'm watching a dog show. We, to, needless to say, we were just a little bit confused. Other than that, hey, we're happy. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, dude. I saw you mention the rebounds from Deer and Fox tonight. And, you know, you and Calvin nailed it. You guys were both like the guards need to rebound better. Uh, you know, there's uh, little things that we can do to help improve this team. Ever since you guys had that, that discussion, you know, we know Mike Brown watches the show. Uh, they've been rebounding <laughs> much, much better. Any thoughts on that, Matthew? Well, maybe Mike Brown has been uh, watching more Royal rebounds than uh, Luke Walton was watching game film because uh, Keegan Murray with nine rebounds, Trey Lyles with seven, Malik Monk with nine. Uh, I'm pretty amazed we're looking at Malik Monk. Two assists and a rebound away from a triple-double. Love seeing the five rebounds from Fox. Uh, and if you look at the overall you know, stats, gentlemen, of the game, we're looking at the Kings out rebounding total fifty three to thirty one. That's a pretty Huge. big difference. Huge. Against yeah, we're just going to gloss over the, the twenty four turnovers. In the league. Yeah, yeah, no, and no and that's Steven without Stephen Adams. Adams. Yeah, no, Stephen right. Adams definitely definitely helps with that. I see Sass here in the chat says, you know, Deer and Fox got his first defensive player of the game chain for this game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You think that's well deserved by him? I I listen. There was a number of times when I looked over at Mrs. Bench Matthew and we had a look on our face of, I wouldn't call it surprise, but it was, it was definitely something where we were noticing De'Aaron Fox was playing some serious defensive effort, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, if, if, if the DPOG is, is something that we're using to recognize people and not so much say who had the quote best defense of the night, much much deserved by Fox because he deserves a highlight. Definitely, definitely. What do you think, Cal? Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I mean, that's the the thing about 
defensive player of the game, right? There are so many different ways that you can interpret that, just like MVP and all, all this other stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I think a guy who doesn't have a single steal or block can easily win defensive player of the game if they are a, a lockdown defender that breaks up offenses and, you know, allows people to – or prevents teams, rather, from getting into the flow of things. And yeah. uh, it's more than just rebounds, blocks, and steals is, is what I'm trying to say. I, I think Trey Lyles definitely had a good case yeah, for this game. Definitely. But he is, he's won it already, right? So yeah. that goes back to what we're saying, Spread how around. this is – you know, more of a, a team chemistry building camaraderie thing Yep. Uh, for Fox to be one of the last guys on the team or, or guys that plays a lot to get it. Again, I think that's something that everybody on the team can kind of rally around him Definitely. and, it, you know, he'll use it as motivation probably going forward. Exactly. And, and exactly what you said in that last point, one thing we've really, really noticed is a lot of guys that win that chain, they play even better the next game. So watch out Toronto, watch out Fred Van Vliet, De'Aaron Fox is on a mission. Congratulations to him, first one of the season, well-deserved. Uh, I'm just so happy, man. I did not think we were going to win this game by 33 points, Matthew, especially when we are only up at six at halftime. We were shooting lights out. They were missing two of their, like, four best players. Uh, I was a little worried. Yeah, I, you know, at the beginning of the third, I think it was about 10, nine minutes in, I, I looked at my wife, you know, and I said, look, if the Kings want to make a statement, we don't need to win this game. We need to win this game by 20. No jaw, no Steven Adams, and this yep. is the NBA, so just because you've got two serious stars out does not mean you're going to win. But if the Kings want to make a statement, you gotta you got to beat this this team by 20 I said you got to control the narrative here if the Kings want to write their narrative they should beat this team or this team by 20 and they went out and beat this team by 30 um I, I felt the same way as, as you Barry I I honestly started to feel a little bit nervous um and, and I said this in the chat after um after not not the uh, Philly game but the game before uh, after five games straight we decided to hang up our jerseys uh, we didn't want to use up the mojo, and so this one was all on the Kings. This had nothing to do with me and my wife. The jerseys are hung up. This was all on the Kings. Um, I want to ask you guys a question um, on the offensive front. Bring it. We're playing a team who um, was playing with a lot of scrap, a lot of a lot of effort, and a lot of pace. Um, recall the Kings of two years ago, three years ago, um, especially the you know the Jaeger team and and the intense pace that. Uh, this team was playing with, that's not really how we run our offense now. Um, and, and I want to bring up something, then I want to ask you guys a question. And I don't want to talk about tonight. How many times in the last couple of weeks have you seen us get out in a transition, speed up to the three-point line, stop the transition entirely, look around and slow down the pace? Because what we've seen in the past is the Kings go straight to the rack. And I think that we're starting to do more of a half court offense. And what I started to see tonight with, and I'm looking at the stats right now, 24 turnovers is the Kings really wanted to match that pace with, with the Grizzlies tonight. The Grizzlies are paying, playing fast. They're playing with energy and, and pace. And I think that above their, the, the Grizzlies defensive efforts really drove those turnovers. But I think what really helped in that fourth quarter was in addition to, to ratcheting down our defense, was we we started to control 
the kind of pace that we were playing. Whereas in the in this half court offense that I've seen us been playing more often this season, we were finishing those fast paced transitions, or we would hold it. You know, we run down the clock a bit, eight seconds, ten seconds, and make a play. What, are you are you guys seeing something differently? I don't have a whole lot of stats. It's just kind of the eye test. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I, I feel that there's not really, as I'm sure you would agree with as well, there's not really one answer to to why that stuff is happening. I think some of it is matchups. They've played a lot of very um, – you know, defensive opportunistic teams uh, lately. Oklahoma City is number one in the league at force enforced turnovers. The Grizzlies like to get out and run as well to use their defense to fuel their offense. Um, so I, I do agree with you. I have seen a lot of those plays where they've pulled it out instead of trying to take it all the way to the rim. But the Kings have been in the top five in pace, I, I believe, the entire year, even with that. I think that you can still play with pace, even if you're playing in a half court offense. Um, it, it's all to, to them. I think it's all about finding the best shot, right? So while maybe you would think that it does make a lot of sense to take, if you're on the fast break or you got a turnover to just go for the gold and go to the rim and try to get a foul or an and one or something like that. But with how good this team is shooting the three, knowing that you're going to have, one of Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Trey Lyles potentially trailing a fast break play. You know, DeMontis Sabonis is kind of the the number one example for me, right? He's never somebody, even though he leads the Kings on the break very frequently, he never really looks to go to the basket himself uh, on a rake sure. or take. He's always waiting for that trailer for either a three or a backdoor cut. So I think that it's there's just a lot of different things in play there when, you, when you're trying to analyze that one specific aspect of it. Some of it is matchups. Some of it is the personnel on the floor. Uh, and I think the Kings are still playing fast even, even regardless of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I sure. agree. I, I still think they're playing fast. But, uh, but I think you're right, Matthew. I've definitely noticed some adjustments, which is a good thing. I think there was a, a good stretch of games. I don't remember exactly when it was. Maybe it was that East Coast road trip where the Kings were going to the basket. They were turning the ball over a lot. They weren't getting calls uh, from the officials. They were getting frustrated. Uh, and I think that, that they did make some adjustments. I think now they're passing up good shots for great shots. Uh, they're understanding, uh, you know, situations a little bit better. And, and I think, you know, I hate to keep bringing up the referees because we've talked about them at nauseum on this podcast because there have been some really, really bad officiated games this year. But I think the Kings are, are just kind of reaching the point where they're like, okay, I can't put this in the officials' hands. I need to do it myself. Yep. Whether that's causing them to drive to the basket left or less in, in like open fast breaks and stuff like that, I'm not really quite sure. But I, I'm definitely noticing a little difference as well. Yeah, and um, it, you're totally right. I'm, I'm trying to find the stretch here in the games. Uh, I believe it was the, the New York Knicks. Um, I believe also um, uh, it wasn't Boston. Um, uh, I think it was the Bucks. Yeah, that, that stretch exactly. And I remember, ironically, I remember that stretch uh, felt so slow. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, Knicks, Cavs, um, Bucks, Philly. 
um, that it felt so slow. It just felt like the pace of the game was dragging on. And, and the irony is exactly what you're describing is that we were going to the basket. We weren't getting foul calls. The offense looked stale and, um, not, you know, not finishing out those possessions. Um, I, I think the adjustments that we've made to, to reignite the shooting, um, I hope that we're ready to make a follow adjustment. If we hit a stretch where the three points just aren't falling, you know, and, and we've definitely talked about this before that, you know, we live by the, the three, die by the three. Um, and gosh, what were we tonight? 20, uh, 20 of 40 or something like 22 of 40. Um, when you're putting up that, that, that's just an, an insane volume of, of, you know, of makes. And if, if we're expecting to make that, Every other game, I think that you know, I think that we're fooling ourselves. And and so, what I think Mike Brown has done a, a pretty good job of, especially these last ten games, is coming out of the half of the, with with the game plan. I think really the only game where we failed to do that was against the Lakers. That was just a game of attrition. I think that was really the only game where we didn't make um, a good adjustment in the second half. Even against Philly, you know, I mean, I, I wish we won that game. But I, I felt like at least we made a decent adjustment there. Um, but that's enough about offense. I probably shouldn't be, you know, making too many offensive questions against the best offense in the league, right? <laughs> yeah, but they brought the defense today too, right? I mean, yep. they only gave up 100 points. That's the win. Yeah. Memphis, again, missing their best score, but they're they're one of the top offensive teams in the league as well. So uh, the Kings are now doing it on both sides of the ball, right? Yep. Agreed. Uh, Matthew, 100%. we'll get you out on this. Do you have any input for what the haircut should be? <laughs> Listen, Great I saw question. a $5 donation, I believe, for the Amish Bull. Um, I'm going to follow the money, and I'm going Amish Bull all Amish the way, buddy. Amish Bull cut, okay. I love it. I love it. Well, Matthew, we always appreciate you having or being here on the show with us. Dude, we got to do a, a pre-recorded podcast. Uh, maybe we'll have you in on Zoom or something like that where we can break down a lot of numbers because I know you're a numbers guy. So we'll definitely reach out and get that scheduled very soon. Let's do it, man. My studio's set up. Let's make it happen. Perfect, perfect. All right, buddy. Appreciate Thank you, Matthew. you, man. Have a wonderful evening. All right. All right, you too, guys. Thank you. Always good to have him here on the show. Uh, we haven't talked about, let's see, Kevin Herter yet. And I know Nick wants to come up on stage and, and have his voice heard. Calvin, you want to just break down uh, Kevin Herter here real quick? Five points, two rebounds, two assists, one of three from three-point range. He only took seven shot attempts in this game. Uh, but break down Kevin Herter, and, and I'm going to get Nick up here on stage. Well, there, there's not much to break down. I, I mean, only 21 minutes played as a starter. When you get the major contributions from the bench, you know, Malik Monk had definitely his best game in a while tonight, right? So they were going to ride, as we've seen Mike Brown do time and time again, ride the hot hand. Uh, I think Kevin Herter had a tough matchup defensively tonight. He does, he gives a lot of good effort, uh, but against some of those truly special guards, perimeter players in the league, Desmond Bain, being one of them, um, those are tough matchups for him. So when he's not, not able to get the the three ball to go down early and kind of, you know, counteract that, coupled with the fact that you have all these other guys that come out absolutely in fuego. Yep. So they're getting all the shots. I love it's, it. The ball is not coming to him. I love it. Um, I, you know, I'm not 
trying to rag on Kevin Herter too much. They, they just didn't need much from him tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just did his job. Did his job. Shout out to Maureen P here for joining in. Good to see you, Maureen. Maureen says, do you think the Kings will make any major trades, Calvin? I would be shocked. I mean, it depends on what you mean by a major trade, right? But it, in my estimation of that, it, it would be, you know, a big shakeup in the lineup, trading perhaps a starter and one of their young guys, a draft pick, something like that. I don't see that happening right now. This team is yeah. playing really, really well. I know the defense, the rebounding, the rim protection at times hasn't been there. But you look up and the Kings are third in the Western Conference still. They're wild. Eight, wow. what are they, eight games over 500? Nine, I think. Oh, yeah, it's eight. Because they lost yeah. on Saturday. Yep. So you're wild. I, I've said it before. You're playing with house money right now if you're Sacramento. I, I understand the want to kind of escalate the the rebuild, if you will, and, and kick it into high gear like championship mode. But I, I don't know if that deal is out there, first of all. And second of all, it, it makes a lot of sense to just play this out, right? Like, Maybe you go and, and try to get somebody for the bench, a backup center or something like that. But even Rashawn Holmes has played pretty well the last couple of times that he's gotten the opportunity. So I think that this team is really, really together. Mike Brown has a good pulse on it. Um, they're not perfect defensively, but they're so good offensively that even when they give you five to six, eight minutes of good defense like we saw tonight, yep. all of a sudden they're up by 20. So... Until this team has hit some huge wall and they start losing b multiple games, which probably won't happen before the trade deadline, I don't see that that being the case, that they make a major move. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think maybe <coughs> maybe some small moves here. I really hope they don't trade Keegan Murray. I really don't. I really don't want to trade him. I mean, he would probably need to be involved in any major big deal. Um, I, I'm okay with a little tweak here or there, but I don't want them to mess up chemistry. Like Dirt and Rest says here, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Also, shout out to everybody. We got a bunch of people watching right now. Welcome in, guys. Welcome to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans. Bye, fans. Uh, please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We are live after every single Kings game. Uh, do we have? Oh, I think we lost Nick here. Sorry, Nick. That's a bummer. He'll be back up. I know Nick will be back. I was going to use that time to, to go grab a beer, but I guess not. Uh, so we'll keep it going here, Calvin. Uh, so we talked about Sabonis, Barnes, Murray, Fox, Herter. We talked a little bit about Trey Lyles. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? I mean, 24 points, 8 of 11 from the field, 6 of 8 from three-point range, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. This dude did everything tonight, and he did it all in only 20 five minutes of action yeah. i dude i mean i don't I, I can't say it enough dude i love trey lyles like i want trey lyles to stay on this team i think he's the perfect big off the bench he doesn't make a lot of mistakes you know i'm big fans of people that come from you know the spurs and the, the popovich system uh the dude doesn't complain he's not like a guy that that has things off the court like he's just like a model player and I like I look over this roster and I'm like, I'm starting to see more and more of those, Calvin. You know, like you look over the past 10 years of the Sacramento Kings, 15, 16 years, you could say there's not a lot of like model citizens 
on that team. And, and I don't mean that in terms of like a guy that just like pays his taxes and doesn't like get in trouble, but I'm talking about guys that like show up to work every day. They don't care how many shot attempts they get. Uh, they just put in the work. If they get benched or whatever, they're, they come out, they're ready to play. Uh, I'm seeing Harrison Barnes. I'm talking Trey Lyles. I see Keegan Murray. Uh, I'll throw Davion Mitchell in that category. Uh, I mean, I don't know too much about KZ, uh, but, you know, maybe he's kind of uh, in that territory. But I'm just starting to see more and more of these guys pop up on this roster, Calvin. If you're trying to build a culture, if you're trying to build a really, really good culture, where's a better place to start than bringing in guys that put the hard hat on, work every single day, don't complain, and all they want to do is win basketball games. Absolutely. Uh, look, that trade, the Marvin Bagley trade, last trade deadline, probably one of the most underrated trades of you know the last couple 100%. of years in the entire league, I would 100%. say. It, Trey Lyles has been a revelation for this team ever since he, he got there. Uh, it just absolutely fills the role perfectly, like you said. Yep. Brings the the lunch pail and the hard hat to the job site every day, uh, and he he's always gonna do he's always gonna find ways to affect the game even if he's not knocking down threes or definitely getting breakaway dunks. Um, and, and for a bench unit that has been really hit or miss up and down over the course of this season, he's kind of been the steady rock for this team. Uh, so you you have to be thrilled with what Trey Lyles is bringing to the table here. Yeah, definitely. I am thrilled. Shout out to Joe Smith for agreeing with me. Not many people do, but hey, uh, sometimes <laughs> Joe I'm right. knows he's a San Antonio Spurs fan. Sometimes if I'm, I'm if right. I'm correct, sometimes I'm back right. in the day, Trey Lyles was a yep. member of the Spurs. Yeah. Mr. Angel says, "I wish we had more nationally televised games. We'd probably never lose." Hey, I'm all on for the nationally televised games. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I am a little bit. I'm a little bit upset, or at least I was at the start of this game. Uh, I was talking smack about NBA TV. If you look at my Twitter, I was like, this is not a nationally televised game. I can't even watch it here. Like, we missed the entire first quarter. I'm going to have to rewatch that, Calvin, because it was like what I'm hearing from everybody. I have, like, major FOMO right now. Everybody's like, oh, it was the best Kings quarter in history, the best they're ever going to play. Like, you can't play better than that. And, and I'm watching a dog show, Calvin. I'm watching a fucking dog show, and these guys are watching amazing, amazing Kings basketball. So I'm with you, Mr. Angel, uh, but NBA TV, no thank you. I do not want to be on NBA TV anymore. No, That's true. You might say that. However, the last two times the Kings have been on NBA TV, tonight, 33-point win against Memphis. Okay. What was the time before that? Oh, man, I don't remember. They were up by, I believe, 50 points at one point on the Brooklyn Nets. All right, fine. More NBA TV <laughs> games, Calvin. More NBA TV games. I will sacrifice myself for Kings to win Just by saying. Just saying. Maybe, you know, watch the dog show. <laughs> don't have to worry about the Kings winning. Hey, hey, yeah. I could just relax, check out a couple, couple bitches. Uh, you know, <laughs> let them do their thing, let them strut up and down. I actually like watching dog shows. It's pretty funny, Calvin. It's pretty funny. And, you know, those little tiny dogs that just, like, run the little course. And, like, the, I don't even know. The person's, like, making all these adjustments. And uh, I don't know. It is hilarious to watch. But, hey, hey, all right. No more dog shows. <laughs> back, back in the game. You guys are getting me all, all flustered. I'm off. Dog I don't even know what to talk about. I don't even know what to talk about here. 
Okay, but yeah, awesome, awesome game by Trey Lyles. Shout out to Trey Lyles. He played incredible tonight. As for the rest of the bench, I mean, three minutes for KZ, three minutes for Alex Lynn, three for Delavadova. Those guys uh, and Terrence Davis all came in late. I would really like to see a lot more from Terrence Davis, a lot more minutes from him. Uh, I'm bummed because he was playing incredibly well. We saw him start a game when Kevin Herter was out, played well. Um, and then he's now just, like, not getting the opportunities. This, this team has so many guards. That's why I laugh when everyone's like, oh, King should trade for this guy. And I'm like, they don't need another guard. There's so many yeah. guards on this team. We don't even have playing time for all these guys. But 12 minutes tonight for Davion. Six points. Uh, we got 14 minutes for Rashawn Holmes. Five points, four rebounds for him. Uh, and then Malik Monk, 13 points, nine rebounds, Eight assists, Calvin. Two turnovers. Uh, five and nine from the field in only 24 minutes of action. This dude almost had a triple-double. That's pretty incredible. Uh, we were talking about it during the game. Like, hey, not many people, not many teams have two guys get a triple-double at the same time. I know it didn't nope. happen, so don't at me, but it was pretty effing close. And in 24 minutes of action, Calvin, that that's wild. That's wild. He tied a career high, eight assists. Nine rebounds. You've been talking about the guards. Need more rebounds. Yep. You got your... Dude, this is your Christmas gift. It's late. It got stuck on a boat. It was supposed to be Amazon Prime, but now it's arriving, Calvin. Here it's it is. here. It's here. I mean, it's not just the guards. They need more rebounds from everybody not named DeMontis Sabonis, right? It's a, a top-to-bottom roster thing. But I think that they've definitely... It, this is something that they've focused on. And it's not a new thing. You know, it's not like the Kings coaching staff woke up 39 games into the season and were like, oh, we need to rebound more. <laughs> They've been talking about this for a long time. But just like we talk about with defense and how it, it takes time to build a really good defense, so many players in the league now are so skilled, so talented offensively that they can come out and just put up huge numbers even with a new group of people or a new team the next season. It takes a long time to get good team defense together in the NBA. Rebounding is part of that, right? So yeah. it, for these guys that haven't been in this position a lot in their careers before, they're being asked to do it now. It's going to take them a while uh, you know, to get good at it, right? Agreed. But we're starting to see that happen. Just like we see flashes of defense, we see flashes of rebounding from the, the wings and the guards on this team. Yes, of course, it helps to not have Steven Adams on the floor, but it, this has been over the course of a few games now, Shout out especially to when we're talking about Keegan Murray, right? I think this so, is Fred's first game back tonight. Oh, man, congratulations, Fred. I'm happy for you. I wish we could have been there yeah, yeah, to have a beer with you. Really, really cool. Shout out to Fred Dixon. Man, you're awesome. You're so, so cool. Um, do you think... You know, like, uh, it was interesting the point that, that Bench Matthew brought up, right, about them kind of slowing down a little bit on the fast break, stuff like that. Do you think that that in any way could be helping some of these rebound numbers? Like, whether it's um, them not being tired, whether – because, uh, you know, you shoot a lot of threes and it, and it hits the back. Like, the rebounds are longer rebounds, right? So maybe yes. having guys kind of hang back a little bit or it allows them to get back on defense a little bit faster and get rebounds. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just, just a thought. Yeah, there is some of that. Um, it, you know, I think it a lot of times in the NBA, because the offense is so spread out, and you, you're going to be switching a lot of things, you're going to be scrambling, 
it, it makes it puts you in a really difficult position to box out sometimes because yep. you, you all of a sudden are trying to close out to the three-point line and you're leaving somebody basically wide open for a rebound underneath. So there's more to the rotation than just closing out on the shooter. It's rotating to box out that guy inside as well. Um, and for guards, you, you know, sometimes it's it, it takes a little bit longer to get that point, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, especially guys who, you know, over the course of their careers haven't really been thought of as great defenders. They're, they're trying to get brought along in this new system. But I, I do think there's a good point to that, right? Like a lot of three-pointers will be longer rebounds. Yes, absolutely. But I also think that it's just – Again, it's a mentality that you have to come to the arena with every single night. I go back to what I said about Mike Izzo having, or Mike Izzo, Tom Izzo at Michigan State having, <laughs> having. I almost said Mike Brown. Joe, have a good night. Thank good you, Good night, buddy. Joe. Tom Izzo is legendary for the rebounding drills that he does with his team before the season starts. And, yep. and he does that to create this physicality uh, or physical mentality amongst his team and, and the, the idea that if you're not in there fighting for the rebound, just like not playing defense, I'm not going to play you. So, it, again, it, it's, a, it's a mentality that you have to have always. Great, great <clears throat> point. And, dude, P.J. Dozer, three minutes. Sorry, guys, I missed P.J. One for one, two points. P.J. Dozer finally made it. All right, Calvin, we got Nick here on stage. I think it's about time to uh, hear what Nick has to say. Um, I, I think I'm going to run and grab another beer. You want another beer? Uh, I'd love one. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to bring on Nick real quick. Yo, Nick, how are you, buddy? Good, guys. You know, I'm so excited that we won the game tonight. Why not win tonight? Why not win? Nick, you were just one game off in your prediction. You had... Uh, the Kings be beating Philadelphia, I think it was, by 30 points or 40 points. Tonight yeah. it was beating Memphis by 30 points. Yeah. Why not? Why not win today? So, you know, Kings are playing like they, they, they're, they're playing like a playoff team. They are playing like a playoff team. They are a playoff team at this point. They're a home court playoff team at this point. So, obviously, you know, got to hey, next game is – you look at the schedule, you play Memphis, you play Toronto next, and then, you know, you look at the schedule, you, then you go on the road. <laughs> you got that right, man. Can you see the beam right now? The beam is lit. The beam I, I is saw lit. the beam tonight. Did you, were you able to see it? Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. What was your favorite so part we, about the game tonight? Well, my favorite part is that, you know, Getting the wins and you know, just getting the getting the wins, which is great. Getting the win—that's the most important part, right? For sure. Yes. Nick, were you watching this game on TV? Well, I was at the game. Oh, you were at the game. Even better. So you didn't see any of the dog show. No, I I was at the game tonight, and they they they, they beat they beat Grizzlies. I was happy about that tonight. Man, so, well, for know, all of us who unfortunately were unable to watch that first quarter, tell us what it was like in the building. How loud was it? How crazy was it? Give us, give us some vibes. It was crazy. It was, it was loud. I bet it had to be loud, right? Twelve threes. Yeah. Yes. 
12 threes. Why not? Why not win? Uh, Nick, have you had another practice yet? You got one coming up this weekend? Got one coming up this weekend on Saturday. All right, all right. When do you guys start playing games? Uh, sometime next month. Next month? Yeah. All right, be sure to get us the dates for those, okay? Okay, I will. <clears throat> Barry's coming back. You got anything to say to Barry here? Well, sleep beams. Sleep beams? Sleep beams. Sleep Light beams. the beam, Nick. Light the beam. Light the beam. Why not beat Toronto? Why not? Why not? Nick, give us your final score prediction for Toronto. 114 to 90. 114 to 90? Yes. All right. You've got the Kings turning into a defensive juggernaut. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I like it. it. I love I it, like Nick. It. I love it. Um, love it. Did he have another practice? Did we miss this, a practice? This Saturday, coming up. Saturday. He says they start playing games next month, though, so. Okay. We need those dates. Dude, Nick, send us some pictures on, on Twitter, man. I will. We would definitely, definitely love to see you, man. But, dude. So happy the Kings get a victory, right? It, it feels unreal. Yes, it does. Somebody's got to pinch me, dude. Pinch me, Nick. Hey, <laughs> pinch, 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 pinch. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thank you for calling in. We appreciate you, Nick. Maybe we'll see All you on right. Wednesday. All right, we'll see you Wednesday. All right, buddy. Have Sleep, a good beams. Night. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Beams. All right, dude. Always good, dude. I love having people call in on the show. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it as well. Um, Calvin, I almost stubbed the shit out of my toe going to go grab those beers. Um, but uh, what were we talking about again? Well, we were talking about sleep beams. No, uh, I, we were talking about um, PJ Dozer. PJ Dozer. Three Malik minutes. Monk. Did we talk about Monk yet? People do. Did I see in the chat earlier? Wanted to know what what you think about PJ Dozer. Oh, uh, I know his, his father, the bull, um, bulldozer is a really strong guy, a big guy. He's a hard worker. Um, I mean, for me, honestly, PJ Dozer, he doesn't really do it for me. Unfortunately, you know, I, I like the 10 day contract cause it gives guys an opportunity, right. To make the roster. They're there. Honestly, like there's not a lot of playing time for a guy like that on this team. We're trying to win basketball games. So, Hey, uh, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, um, I mean, I'm happy to have him right now. We're winning games. I'm happy with everybody on the team right now, Calvin. We don't have a Costa Kufis right now. So, <laughs> I, I'm extremely, extremely happy. And, uh, Fred, uh, unfortunately, I do not know when we're going to make it back to the mainland. Uh, hopefully soon. Um, I know we at least want to come. If there's a playoff game, we're coming. Oh, we you better be believe we'll in be in the there. building yeah. for a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but we just got a lot going on here with work and, and a bunch of other things. So, uh, unfortunately, I do not have a date. Um, I do not have a date. Yeah, Bouncer, it's called the mainland. You guys are all on the mainland. Okay. Um, what did you see out of, out of Rashawn? 14 minutes tonight, five points, four rebounds. Rashawn? Uh yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing for him, aside from we we talked about how his style of play is not really the way that the Kings are looking to run their offense at the center position. But if you utilize your players' strengths, play yeah. to them, 
his thing is he just doesn't get the opportunity, right? Like, he hasn't played in a ton of games this season. But when he does, he brings the same thing that we, as Kings fans, have come to to love of him over the the past three to four years, right? The yep. energy, the intensity. Um, it, he wants to win. He's a, a very active player. What he doesn't have in physical ability or talent, he makes up for in effort. Um, those are things that, you know, coaches say all the time that you can't teach. So that's a really important guy to have. Yeah. He just hasn't really gotten many opportunities with this team this year. Yeah. But he makes the most of it when he does. I agree. I mean, we saw him start <coughs> with, with Sabonis out, right? But, you know, one thing that I did want to say, kind of on, on, on the subject that I was talking about a little bit earlier, but, you know, the fact that we saw Rashawn play, you know, only 14 minutes tonight, it's pretty limited. This dude loved being on the Sacramento Kings. He was the starting center. We traded for a guy that's much, much better than him. He replaced him in the starting lineup. Has Rashawn posted all this stuff on social media saying that he wants out? Is he pouting? I saw him in the game tonight, dude, yelling, screaming, happy, celebrating with his teammates. I mean, maybe he's the most expensive cheerleader in the NBA right now, but I love guys that feel like they're part of the team. Even when, like, okay, you get three minutes or ten minutes or, or you're not playing, but you're still part of the team. You're still there in practice every day. You're still working with these guys. You're watching game film. You're part of the community, the team. Like, like it's – playing during a game is, is important, right? And I don't want to take away from anybody that, that plays a lot of minutes and all that, but I think that, like – to be part of a team, you need more than just like five starters that just put up a bunch of points and a couple guys off the bench. You need leadership. You need guys that are able to just, you know, go in whenever they're ready. You know, like a guy's out with an injury, Rashawn Holmes is ready to start the game. No problem. And he'll do it. He'll be there. He doesn't complain. Like, Calvin, I think that is so, so underrated. So I'm going to throw him in there uh, with, with what I said, Barnes, Murray, Lyles. I'm going to throw them in with that group, too. These are guys that, you know, they just do their job. They show up to work every single day. They're ready when their number's called, and, and they don't complain. So Definitely. that That is, like, so underrated, dude. So Abs underrated. Absolutely. And no matter what you think of Rashawn Holmes as a basketball player, from a, a human standpoint, guy's been through an awful lot in the past year and a half, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he goes through the, the issues off the court last year with the legal – uh, custody battle of his son. I believe it's, it is his son, right? Yep. Not, not daughter. Yeah. I didn't want to make a mistake there, but goes through all of that stuff. He gets, you know, his eyeball nearly pulled out of his head multiple times last season. Mm -hmm. um, and then he loses his starting job at the trade deadline and basically gets written off uh, on this team. I don't think any of us, well, I can't speak for everybody in the chat, but for, for the two of us, we didn't expect to see him back with this team at the start of the season, we right? We did not, no. Thought he would be gone for sure. But they keep him around. They don't play him. Um, he, he has every right to be disgruntled and upset and all this Mike stuff. Mike Brown raved about him in but the season. But he, he doesn't show any of that. Yeah. Doesn't show any of that whatsoever and is still ready to go when his name's called. So it, he's a, he's a stand-up guy, I would say. Shit, dude, you pay me $12 million a year. I'll be a stand-up guy too, Calvin. But no, That's true. I, I that don't want to take anything away from him. He's been absolutely incredible. And, you know, like I, I know we've talked about trades a bunch on this channel. We've talked about, you know, ways to improve this basketball team. 
and honestly, probably the reason we do that is because we've been losing for so long and we've always been like, okay, we need the new shiny thing. Like this is not working out. How do we get better? But guys, guys, we are eight games over 500. We have one of the easiest records to finish the rest of the season. We're the third seed in the West. Why even make a trade? Like why make a trade at this point? I don't get it. The Kings have salary cap space in the offseason. I mean, if you want to consider Rashawn a bad contract, you can, but I don't think he is considered a bad contract. Outside of that, like, our books look great. Like I said, we got a ton of cap space. We got a bunch of young players that are getting better. We got a new coach, a brand new system. The, the team's gelling together. They're winning basketball games. We got our draft pick this year, too. Not, not that that's anything special, but I'm just saying, like, why make a move right now? Why why risk it all? Like, do you think the Kings are winning the championship this year? No, I don't. If they trade for a, a big-name guy, are they going to win the championship this year? I don't think so. You know, so, like, why risk it? Why, why just do all that and make a, a crazy move, risk making mistake? Like, you know, unless something something unforeseen happens, I think I'm going to stay pat right now, Calvin. I really do. Unless it's like a really, really small move where I trade somebody. And, and don't get me wrong. I like Delhi. But, you know, like if, if I'm trading Delhi, like the Lakers, they just made a trade for, for Rury, right? They, they <coughs> traded none and three second-round picks. Yeah, I'd be open to something like that. But then that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. It's like we don't even have enough playing time for the guys we have here on the roster. So it's like why risk it? Why make a big move? Like – I'm I'm happy where we're at, Calvin. I'm happy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You've got to be ecstatic with where the Kings are at right now, you know, without making any changes to this roster uh, from the start of the season. Um, yeah. And it, Ryan, it really, there's ways to improve without making a trade. Like, Calvin just did a yeah. whole thing about how the guards could rebound better. <laughs> like, there's things you can do to improve. You don't need to, like, swing for the fences to, to get better. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think Mr. Angel here hit it on the head. In Monty, we trust, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not opposed to making any trades. It just depends on what the deal is. A and I trust that Monty McNair knows what the right move for this team is going to be because so far, he's made all the right moves. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton was absolutely beloved for somebody that had only played however many games it was. Yeah. Less than 100 games with the Sacramento Kings. Couldn't have been more well-liked and, and is going to be a fantastic player. But they ended up getting so much better because they traded him. Yep. That was Monty McNair's choice. We already talked about the Marvin Bagley for Trey Lyles deal and how important that has been to Sacramento. The Kevin Herter deal has been a really good deal for them. Yep. It, I, he will do what he thinks is the right move, and I believe that he knows what the right move is. I agree. So. I agree 100%. We, all, we need to stop being Vivex and trying to meddle in everything. Just let the man do his job. He's doing a fantastic job at it. And, you do one of the greatest things is, like, they ask him, they're like, what's up with the contract extension? Uh, why aren't the Kings giving you a contract? He's like, I don't want to talk about that. I, I care about winning. I just want to win right now. Because he knows if he wins, if he does his job, the contract extension will come. And I love people like that, people that are willing to bet on themselves. That's exactly what he did. That's what Mike Brown did. That, that's what a lot of yes. these people have done on this team, and it's finally starting to pay off. So, you, like you said, like I, I'm not opposed to a, to a deal if it makes sense, but I'm trusting Monty 
But honestly, at this point, like, I'm just happy with, with where we're at. And, you know, I saw somebody here in the chat. I don't remember. I apologize. I don't remember who said it exactly. Um, but, you know, someone said, how many players on the Kings are auditioning for other teams right now? I think zero. I think zero guys. I, I think everybody wants to stay on this team. They want to win basketball games. Um, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, no Morant, no Steven Adams. But, Calvin, this is the second best team in the West. They have a ton of talent on this team. And the Kings are just continuing to find ways to win games. Like, they, like you said, they, they haven't really gotten blown out. I think I remember two or three games where they were, uh, they were blown out. Other than that, even when they're down 20, dude, they fight back. They don't give up. And, you know, I think an important thing to remember is, you know, like we've lost, let's see, we got 19 losses right now, right? We started out the season 0-4, Calvin, 0-4. Yeah. So collectively, we, we went 27-15 and 15 since that point, which is pretty incredible. 27-15, and 15. That, that's up there with one of the best teams in the NBA, right? Um, and even in the losses, like sometimes I'm negative, sometimes I get down, stuff like that. But I think it's important to remember that like in each loss, like, we're learning. Things are changing. People are, you know, like Keegan Murray, oh, he has a bad game or something happens. Like, he doesn't make that mistake again. He learns. He moves on. I think Coach Brown is doing an excellent job at, at just preparing these guys, setting them up for success. And that was kind of like one of my biggest knocks with, with Luke Walton was I just felt like he was setting guys up for failure. And, and it's yeah. like sometimes as a coach, you need to set your guys up and then get out of the way. And I think that Mike Brown, you know, yes, he has moments where he'll call a quick timeout, you know, like the second half just started, they're 30 seconds in, he's, there's, they're not doing what he wants. He'll call a quick timeout, he'll get it done. But then we've also seen moments where he puts a guy in there who's in foul trouble or, or a guy that hasn't been playing that well, and he's like, dude, play your way out of it. Like, I trust you. We set you up. Like, this is why you're here. Um, so I, I think he's really found, like, the great – combination a really good balance of like letting the young guys learn trying to win basketball games and, and Calvin it just all seems to be coming together exceptionally well it really really does uh, and yeah I, I mean Monty not every single one of his moves has been perfect uh, I the DiVincenzo trade yes I, I understand that it was not a, an ideal situation for the Kings the fact that they almost had it done once didn't get it done and then and then, uh, you know, kind of fumbled the ball with him in the offseason last year. But that still seemed to make the team better as a result anyway in the long run. Even the decision to not fire Luke Walton before the season started last year. Yeah. I, I thought it was ludicrous <laughs> that they were bringing him back. New GM, clean house, get rid of him. He's clearly not the guy, all this stuff. But Monty understood that just because he let Luke Walton go at the start of last season, it wasn't going to change things for them that much. Yep. He waited until he had the opportunity to find his guy in Mike Brown. Um, yes, it was a painful year last year that they went through as a result, but when you see how it paid off for them this yep. season, I mean, the, the dude just, he knows what he's doing. He really does. And Mike Brown won a championship, and he brought that culture to Sacramento. Kings are better than the Warriors right now, which is amazing. But, yeah, I mean, he just, like, he's got the ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or rings. 
He just like show it to the players, like, hey, you want to win the this? rings, bitch. You want to win this? You want this? You want to be here? Yeah. Follow me. Listen to me. This is what I've done. Yeah. And it like the, the Luke Walton does have some rings also. Ah, dude, Luke Walton. I know. Don't I know. Get I, me I just had to. I had to, to throw Walton. that one in there. Luke Walton is is you know yeah. Luke Walton's one of the best bench warmers in the NBA. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong there. Uh, Alfie Man's got a great point here. Shout out to Alfie Man. We appreciate you for always joining in. Uh, a lot of insightful comments. But this is a great comment, Calvin. Halliburton was like the Monte Ellis. Uh, I know he spelled Monte wrong. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> but, dude, I had a conversation with a Warriors fan, Pat. Uh, where When was it? Saturday. Saturday. We went into the Valley. Uh, had an amazing time jumping over waterfalls and, and all that fun stuff. Um, but he's a big Warriors fan. And he was telling me, he was like, yeah, he's like, and I know it's not a perfect comparison, but he was like, the Kings needed to trade Halliburton. He's like, it was just like when the Warriors traded Monte Ellis for Andrew Bogut. It opened up everything for Steph Curry. It brought in a big presence inside, and it just kind of like solidified that team. Now, I know it's not a perfect comparison because uh, Monte Ellis was there before Steph Curry, blah, 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 all that. It's a little bit different situation. but And he plays a lot more like Fox than Halliburton. Exactly. But, but the fact that, like, the Kings – and the funny thing is, is what what's, like, one of the oldest things? They say never trade a big for a small, right? Like, you never yeah. trade a big for a small. The Pacers traded a really good big for a really good small. But I think it, I think like what Alfie Man said here, it just like paved the way for Deer and Fox to be like, okay, this is my team. This is I, I get the ball. This is what I'm gonna do. I got a, a partner in crime. It's yeah. a bonus that's not yeah. gonna take my job because he doesn't play the same position as me. We can work together. We complement each other, and and it's just it's worked out incredibly, incredibly. Oh, well. it couldn't have worked out any better. I, I think the comparison between those trades is, is totally a fair one because you realized in both situations that the two of those guys in the same backcourt was not going to be an ideal situation for either one. Um, so you, you had to make a choice. And I know some people probably still wish that the Kings would have chose Tyrese over De'Aaron Fox, but you can't really argue that it hasn't been a good move for them so far. So straight up, we haven't really touched on this, but straight up right now, is this a better basketball team with Fox or Halliburton? If you could just swap out those guys. Uh, that's so hard to answer. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly think that they're, they would be very similar. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is, if you choose to trade – Fox over Halliburton, do you still get some bonus? Maybe not. You, you, it would be a different person. So th there's a lot of unknown factors in that. Uh, what I will say is if you just were to put Tyrese Halliburton on this team instead of DeMontis Sabonis, I think they would be very similar because you've surrounded – Tyrese is a great pick-and-roll player. Yep. Sabonis is also a great pick-and-roll big. And you're surrounding both of those guys – who are fantastic passers with great shooters. We'd be getting out-rebounded like they, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they would still be getting out-rebounded. They still probably would be in the bottom, uh, you know, third of the league in defense. But they'd probably still be scoring close to 120 points a game. Yeah. Yeah, shout-out to Matthew here for joining. Matthew, we won by 53 minus 20. Yeah, I did my math right today, so shout-out to you. 
uh, for joining in. But yeah, we won by 33, Matthew. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, but yeah, just to kind of end that real quick. Halliburton, I loved him. Dude, I was a big Tyrese Halliburton fan. I think he's going to be an amazing player in, in the NBA. Um, but I don't know if he fits with Sabonis. I, I don't. I think both of them like to dominate the ball, pass the ball a lot. I feel like Fox and Sabonis actually fit together better. I just, I think they do. And, you know, you could yeah. argue, you could say Halliburton's a better three-point shooter, all this stuff. Um, Halliburton, although he, he could jump the passing lanes and stuff like that, he, he was not a great defender. De'Aaron Fox is much, much better defender. Um, and, you know, I wish I wish the best for Halliburton. I, I honestly think that this trade helps both teams. And I, I think that that is how a trade should be done, right? Uh, I'm not talking about Minnesota Timberwolves and Utah Jazz trades <coughs> that are one-sided. Uh, and we'll see. That already looks one-sided. We'll see how that ultimately ends up. Um, but it's just... It's a great team, a great trade for both teams. And I, I think that that's really, really important. Um, when you can find something that works out for both sides, it's a win-win. Absolutely. Win-win. Absolutely. All right. I think we're done talking about the game, uh, Calvin. And let's talk about the next game against the Toronto Raptors. This game is on Wednesday. We will be live for post game, so make sure you guys join us for that game. Um, but, Calvin, the Sacramento Kings are third in the Western Conference right now, 26-19. and 19. The Toronto Raptors. Say it again. 26-19. and 19. The Toronto Raptors. Say it with your chest. <laughs> okay, Mark Jones. <laughs> uh, the Toronto Raptors are the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference at 21-27. and 27. I know you're a big spin-move Siakam fan. Oh, at yeah. At least much... Uh, much bigger than I am. ESPN has the Kings predicted to win this game. They got a 67% chance. Um, uh, OG is out. Um, Metu is out. Oh, real quick. You want to give an update on Metu? Yeah, good news on Chemezi Metu. I'm sure most people have already heard this, but no ligament damage. It's a bone bruise. So he was on the bench tonight. How do you I bruise a bone? A, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. Last Shout night. out to Chemezi Metu. Really, really good news. I'm uh, so very, very happy. So happy to hear that. And honestly, we should have talked about this before I went on my whole rant about not making a move because this news makes me less likely to make a move. I love what Chemezi has brought to this Kings team. I think he's invaluable off the bench. And you know, good news. Bone Bruce. Probably going to be back in a couple weeks, Calvin. Maybe after you would the All-Star break. You would think, yeah, the timing of it might allow them to say, uh, let's just let you rest through the All-Star yeah. break sort of a thing. Um, it, it's not like he plays heavy minutes on this team either, so that's another kind of luxury that the yeah. – an unexpected luxury <laughs> <laughs> that the Kings have with this situation. But uh, I think that everybody is just happy to hear that it's not a serious injury. Because it looked bad. Holmes is back. It looked bad. I'm calling it now. I hope so, Bryce. I mean, I like Rashawn Holmes. I really, really do. And I, I think when he plays well, it gives this Kings team uh, another dimension. It really, really does. I root for everybody uh, on this Kings team. Uh, but back to the game here. Um, so, Nomad 2, uh, OG is day-to-day for the Raptors. He's been day-to-day, -day, I think, this entire season. Yeah, yeah, he's day-to-day, week-to-week. The Raptors are 2-3 and three in their last five games. The Kings are, uh, wow, this isn't even updated. They're 5, or sorry, 
uh, four and one four and in one. their last five games. Give me your first thoughts on this uh, this Kings win over over Toronto. Well, the the Raptors are a, a streaky team, right? They've got some really really good players, very very skilled offensive players. Van Vliet is uh, talk about like a home run or a strikeout hitter. The guy could go for forty. Uh, on any given night, but he's shooting horribly this season. So it's very hit or miss with him. Um, th- this team just hasn't really been able to, to keep, I think, uh, the core intact. They've had a lot of injury issues, and, and they're very thin inside, just like the Kings are. So uh, they kind of get – they play in an Eastern Conference that's got so many dominant big men, right? Yep. They've been beaten up by all those guys this year. They're a really interesting team, though. When you look at defensively, their statistics are actually pretty good, yet they're, what, six games under five hundred. Yep, six games under. So it's it's interesting with them. <clears throat> they are 6-15 on the road, Calvin. The Kings are 16-10 and 10 on the road. I'm, I'm so confused with what Toronto's doing because I think that they do have a lot of talent. They've kind of been in this, like, weird middle ground ever since Kawhi left, right? Like, they, they bet big. They got Kawhi. They won the title. Well-deserved. I, I think that was a good bet. But then after he left, they've been kind of, like, in this, like, weird middle ground, right? Like, they got rid of Kyle Lowry. Fred Van Vliet stepped up. They paid him. Siakam's playing well. OG is good. You know, they got Scotty Barnes. I'm a big fan of Scotty Barnes. But they're kind of, like, in this weird situation where it's like they got a lot of talent, but it's not really like adding up into wins. Like it feels like almost like they don't really have a system or they don't really know what their style of play is because it seems to change all the time. And that was, you know, something I would always call out about the Sacramento Kings. I'm like, what do the Kings do? Like, what is their style of play? What are they trying to do? Finally, now this year, you can see that. Like, you know what the Kings are trying to do. And when they control the pace, uh, they win a lot of basketball games. So Toronto's kind of in this like weird area where I'm not really sure. You know, they have moments where they play really, really well. They have moments where they're, they're not so good. Um, so I, they're actually one of the teams that I'm looking at to make a big move here at the trade deadline. Um, whether it's buying or selling, I'm not really quite yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very hard to predict um, which way they're going to swing. Yeah. Because you've heard it all year long that they could be. Yeah. Any, anybody could be available basically except Scotty Barnes. on that. Yeah. Yeah. We even talked about potentially bringing uh, Siakam here to Sacramento. I'm totally off that bandwagon, Calvin. Like I said, don't make a move. Don't make a move. <laughs> Please, don't don't F it up. Don't F it up. Uh, yeah, Alfie Men says, no system for the Raptors. System of a down. Um, but, hey, give me your keys here to the game. Well, key number one is going to be turnovers. I mean, that's a, you know, it goes without saying that turnovers are tonight. important. They had 25 tonight. But both ends here for the Raptors, they are – the best team in the NBA, fewest turnovers per game. I think it's 11.6, something like that. Uh, and they are also number one in the NBA in steals per game. So wow. keeping uh, control of the ball, controlling the, the pace, the tempo of this game like you talked about is going to be really important against this team that doesn't give their opponents many opportunities, and they're very opportunistic defensively like a lot of these other teams that the Kings have played recently. Uh, number two is going to be Pack the paint on defense. This is one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA. They're 28th in field goal percentage and 28th in three-point percentage in the NBA. Wow. Kings give up a lot of points inside. Mm-hmm. You've got to make this team be a jump shooting team. 
They are streaky. They can get hot, you know, just like we saw with the Lakers. But over the course of the game, you want to trust the percentages and force this team to beat you from the outside. Uh, and then number three, no shock here, it's going to be rebounds. Uh, these teams are actually almost identical in rebounding statistics. They're in the lower third of the league, uh, almost the same number of rebounds per game for both these teams, as well as the same number of rebounds per game given up. So whoever wins the rebounding battle, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, all these guys getting in and getting those extra boards, that should again mean that the Kings have a good chance to win this game by double digits. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all those. And, you know, when you're playing against a team that does not shoot the ball well, there's going to be a lot of rebounding opportunities, a lot of rebounding opportunities. So I'm expecting a big game out of Sabonis. I think he needs to stay out of foul trouble. That was another thing that worried me tonight, right? I remember I was looking at the stats. It was the second quarter late. He had six rebounds, six assists, and six points. And I'm like, uh-oh, six, 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 the mark of the beast. Then he picks up his third foul, and I'm like, oh, great. This is horrible. And the Kings are up six at halftime. I'm like, how many sixes are going on in this game? We saw, shot like 60% from, from three-point range. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, this is bad. Uh, but, hey, stay out of foul trouble, Sabonis. Get your boards. Kings control the pace, like Calvin said. Uh, and just do your job. And I think they, they should come out with another victory here. I believe this is the last game uh, at home uh, before they head on this little road trip to, uh, what, Minnesota, right? Yep, yep, back-to-back, -back, well, back-to-back uh, -back games, not back-to-back -back nights. Minnesota on Saturday, Minnesota on Monday. Then we go to San Antonio, Indiana, New Orleans. That's going to be an exciting game, Calvin. Uh, then two games in Houston before we return back home February 10th uh, against Dallas. Calvin, I think um, I'm pretty sure they're doing the uh, the monster truck, monster jam uh, in Golden 1 this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I wanted to make it. Uh, couldn't quite make it, which is which is unfortunate. Um, but, hey, I, I'm excited for Wednesday's game against the Raptors. I'm excited for Saturday against Minnesota. Uh, who's going to be their center? Who knows? Who knows? We, we don't really know. But, hey, guys, we want to thank you all so much for joining us on another post-game show. Please, please don't forget to smash up that like button. It really does mean a lot. It helps us out so much with the YouTube algorithm. Please go ahead and share this channel with all your favorite Kings fans uh, and subscribe for yourself. Um, so, you know, you'll be part of the royal family with us. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed the new studio here. We're still working on a bunch of fun and cool new things. Uh, so it will be getting better every, every single episode. So thank you guys so, so much for joining in tonight. Calvin, uh, any uh, last words for the royal family? Thank you guys for watching. Shout out to Matthew. I did see you in the chat. I would not trade Anthony Simons for OG. Uh, that's me. I love Anthony Simons. I think that he's going to be just absolutely unstoppable for a long time. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You guys are all awesome. We appreciate you all so, so much. Have a wonderful evening. And in the meantime, go Kings. That's my bouncer right there. <laughs> <laughs>